the change that we are trying to address is a change in a more subtle level that playing music within a group of people, within that loving structure, it may prevent other repercussions and that pursuit of happiness becomes a little more realistic. Welcome to the Be Change podcast. We're your hosts, Warren Goldstein-Gelb. And Marcy Goldstein-Gelb. This podcast is for leaders and emerging leaders who care about social change and about how to make a great difference in the world. The podcast explores strategies, tools, and stories to help you strengthen your social change and nonprofit leadership skills. Marcy, we missed you this episode. Uh, John Consilio, our producer, stepped in for you, and you were traveling to a conference in Baltimore. This episode was an interview with uh, Marcos Santos and Elmer Pleitez. Um, Elmer is a student at Somerville High School, and Marcus is the um, director of a group called Gruversity, which is a Brazilian uh, drumming band. It was a real pleasure to do this interview, not because you were away, but rather because uh, Marcus offered a counterpoint to the last person we had on the podcast, Rebe Garofalo, one of the leaders of Honk and the Honk Festival. Rebe is a social justice activist, as is Marcus, but they're very, they have very different priorities that reflect the twin goals of the Be Change podcast to talk about individual characteristics that a leader can develop and also the change tools of leadership. And uh, did you have any reactions upon hearing it? What I found uh, especially compelling is that it was really quintessential of a conversation that you and I have had about different ways that social justice activists have an impact in the world, especially now with the world so divided. Rebe, as you mentioned, uses his brass band, his social justice band, to contribute to protests and rallies and to make noise and to press for change. But there's another piece to it that Marcus really points to and Elmer as well about the need for spaces where people come together in a safe space and can create music together, can share their, their diverse backgrounds and yet do it in a way that, that brings about happiness and joy and really contributes to positive change in the world. And I enjoyed hearing that discussion and that perspective brought to be change. One of the things that, that Elmer pointed out is that the school recently embraced these um, cultural musical forms and they complemented the original forms that had been there. You know, the orchestra, the uh, chorus, traditional musical forms. And so people like uh, Elmer, who was a high school student, really got motivated to, because he was getting to hear and to participate in music that he recognized and, and treasured. Um, take a look at the show notes for resources for diversity, the curriculum, and the TED Talks that Marcus and his students have given. We're 
here with Marcus Santos and Elmer Pleitez. You obviously both have a passion for this kind of music. What's the story behind the music you play? So the story of this particular project is a drumming ensemble, and it's based on the traditional drumming of my home country. I'm from Brazil, more specifically from the northeast of Brazil. It's a state called Bahia. It was the first capital of the country. So a lot of Africans were taken there. In fact, uh, the state of Bahia has more people of African descent than any country in Africa, with exception of Nigeria. Huh. So if you take out the country of Nigeria and you look at the state of Bahia in Brazil, there's no other place that has more African descendants than that particular area. Yeah, yeah. So then, needless to say, the drumming is part of living. And, and when I was Elmer's age, uh, uh, I started drumming and I realized how much fun it was, both individually for me and the effect they caused at other people, their reactions, and, and that's really what got me hooked into drumming. Long story short, I uh, came to America to study music, actually, and was able to, to find a friend that, that helped me and was my business partner, and, and he started the, this, this movement of drumming with an Afro-Brazilian approach. So we started that here back in 2005 or 2006. It used to be called Afro-Brazil. But then eventually uh, uh, it developed into uh, a world drumming network called mm -hmm. Grooversity. So what is the, is the connection between this music and social justice? That's a really good question because the music that, we play, the, the, the roots of the rhythms that we play is totally based on social justice. The movement was called the Samba Reggae Movement, and it happened in the 70s when young African uh, Brazilians were not allowed to play in the streets. So they would actually try to play in the streets and then police would, would beat them and not allow them to, to do what they loved. So they were forced to go to the suburbs. And suburbs in Brazil, it's actually, it's the opposite of America. I think in the, in the American mindset, a suburb is actually a neighborhood with, where wealthiest uh, tend to live in, right? Yeah. And, but in Brazil, it's the opposite. The people with most means live in the city, and then uh, the people that can't afford to live in the city live to, to, uh, to, to the outskirts of the town in the suburbs. That's a process, by the way, that's <laughs> happening here, right? Yeah, Somerville, for example, is, as a city, and Boston have become very expensive, and uh, people in Somerville and Boston increasingly are moving out to the suburbs. So mm -hmm. it's not a, as clear a cut an answer. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, I don't know, but it's great that you are bringing it up. I heard you had a chance to talk to Ribi, and, and uh, Ribi has really strong points of view, and, and I believe his band also has been involved in several protests to make sure that Somerville remains uh, a city uh, that is not as getting gentrified, if I may yeah, say Yeah, gentrified, like that. yeah, yeah. And the other connection, too, is... Um Rebe Garofalo, by the way, if people are looking for that episode, it's the episode about the Honk Festival. But Rebe mentioned that in some, in some instance, when the police um, came and didn't arrest the participants in the protest, but took their instruments. And then how did they get the instruments back? 
why, we never heard the end of that, actually. <laughs> I, that, that would have been a good question to ask in the moment. Um, so continue. So yeah, so then the music, Brazil in the 70s, young African Brazilians were not allowed to play the music that they loved. They were forced to play in the suburbs that they lived in. So they started hearing about the civil rights movement that was happening here with Dr. King in America and listen, hearing the, the messages of love and, and social justice by Peter Tosh and Jimmy Cliff. And reggae to this day is a huge style in, in, in my hometown, uh, very, very popular. So they used the samba instruments that they were not allowed actually to play. So they used those, that kind of instrumentation and added a reggae influence. And that's how the that's why the movement is called Samba Reggae. And it's, it was formed totally based on young African Brazilians just trying to have their voices heard. And they would write lyrics about black is beautiful and social rights and, and equal rights as well. Cool. And what was so threatening about the music to the state? Uh, I, I was trying to, to think of a, of a funny way to answer this. It's a, such a serious question, though, but I was trying to... The only reason was the skin of the color. Because the music that they were not allowed to play in the streets was the music that the aristocracy, the, the wealthiest, was listening and dancing to in the clubs and even in the streets in carnivals in Brazil. They were listening to that same kind of music, you know, yet folks with a different skin tone were not allowed to play. Was that the political aspect of samba reggae influential in attracting you? Like, did that help attract you to that music? Or was it more just the, the, the music itself? Oh, I wish. I wish I could say, yeah, it's totally, when I read the story, I was totally hooked. And that's why I play drums now. No, no, it, it, it wasn't the 90s. I was a teenager and I, I really enjoyed how it felt. It gave me a sense of purpose. It, gave, it made me feel like I belonged to something. So those are mainly the reasons at first. And then later on, and then hopefully we can touch it if you want, I would like to talk about the, the mental wellness aspect of music and, and what it's, it means to, to, to me, if possible, and then to our Grooversity project. Yeah. So how does that connect, the mental wellness aspect and the music and what you do in Grooversity? Uh, so then, uh, long, long story short, Grooversity we already spoke about the music itself and the roots, but it's it's a drumming network, meaning we wrote a, a, a curriculum, we wrote a system that facilitates, that helps people from different areas of the world, from different communities, different cities, that, that allows people to do what we do here in the exact same way. Uh, so, so we are a drumming network. And... To be part of our Groversity network, we encourage people to do something fo positive for their community. But then eventually, last year, I had a little, uh, being honest with you, I had a little mental breakdown for several aspects that uh, uh, traumatic uh, 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 growing up in Brazil. And, and I, I'm not, I'm not uh, complaining at all. I, I think I had a very good youth, but there were things that needed to be addressed. And because I'm a musician, music covered up all these 
issues, you know? And I had this, this unsolved feelings that I never addressed because, once again, as, as soon as I start touching the drum, it's as if the world stops. And, and, and everyone around also trips in that uh, uh, positive, happy energy, fun, right? Oh. But there were things inside that were broken, and I, and I never addressed until it hit a, s- a certain thing that happened, hit a certain point, and led into a, a, a breakdown. So now we are changing the, the focus of Groversity. Instead of asking these different communities worldwide to support a good cause or something that they were supporting before, now we're focusing on let's please support uh, uh, foundations that deal with mental wellness or just bring more awareness to this topic because now it's actually something super personal. Are you saying that playing music was allowing you to not deal with the uh, problems you were having? Yes, yes. It, it, and it was like uh, covering the sun. With, in Brazil, we have a term, cobrindo o sol com a peneira. What is peneira in, in English? Uh, you know, when, you, when you're filtering something, you want to keep the solid but let the water go. You put it on, on that thing and you hold oh, it. Like, like when you got noodles? When you got noodles, yeah. What is that thing? A, uh, strainer. a strainer. A strainer, yes. So in Brazil, we say like, I was covering the sun with a strainer, you know. So, so yeah, it was it was always there, and music was just uh, uh, covering it up. And eventually, I w- needed to be addressed. Let's bring Elmer in here. What originally attracted you to the group? So I'm a junior in high school. Uh, I've been playing in the band for a little bit more than a year now. I started in Marcus's world percussion class at the high school. Uh, this is my third full year taking it. For me, it's at like waking up in the morning, having that sense of music to, to start my day. And it's definitely something that helps me get through the day because you get in, you get that amazing adrenaline rush with playing these instruments. Um, from hearing Marcus, uh, he's always um, a joke in class, always making everything fun. At least for me, it was taking that big step from out of high school to be able to continue what I love doing, which is playing music, especially drums. Marcus, he took his hand out and basically said, you know, come with me. I'm, I'm going to show you the ways. I'm going to inspire you to kind of lead the way. And it's this the same way I feel about it. You know, music is, is the most important thing for me. It's what hides all the other things that some people face every day. I mean, it's in the name, you know, groove and diversity, how music helps not only just for someone to feel good and to someone to be excited, but especially mentality-wise. And if I may, uh, uh, Elmer also comes from a musical family, right? For sure, yeah. My my dad plays piano. Uh, my grandpa grew up playing guitar, you know, back um, in El Salvador, which is where half of my family's from. So it's always been having that music in my family. Did you play music before taking Marcus's class at the high school or was that your introduction to actually starting to play your like you said you grew up around musicians but did they teach you or was this your first introduction to to playing yourself so I think I I was always around music so I was always listening to it especially I I wasn't always playing it Uh, I I started a lot more in uh, in middle school uh, taking a couple of classes that that were given to me but my real introduction was in high school when I took Marcus's class. It was that big step to playing music, especially drumming. 
And then he's being humble too. Like he has been awarded a scholarship to attend a summer program at Berkeley. Yeah, no, oh, Elmer is, is special, and we're very humble to have him with the project. And also, since we're talking so much about Somerville uh, uh, High School's uh, music program, big shout out to to Rick Saunders. He changed the landscape of music in this city. Uh, uh, his vision, and especially his inclusive mindset changed the program not only of the high school but all the, all the other middle schools so big shout out to to Rick can you tell us a little bit more about like what makes Rick Saunders uh, approach and vision special oh because he understands the need of the of the community uh, I, I'm not sure about the numbers Omar, but maybe you can help uh, is it safe to say that 75% of Somerville High School are immigrant kids? For sure, definitely. You know, there are people in the audience who are not from Somerville at all. So um, I can tell them that there are at least 52 different languages mm. spoken at the high school, I think, last yeah. I checked. And so um, I guess the, what you're saying is that Rick Saunders appreciates the cultural diversity and is actually creating programs to support the cultural diversity at the high school. And that's a lesson for uh, leaders in whatever field is to um, have culturally appropriate music uh, available and performed. Absolutely, yes. Before he took the job, I believe there were, I want to say, 60 students in the program. And now... There's actually 75 students alone only in the orchestra. And then the program involves guitar, uh, ensemble, jazz, uh, ensemble, drumline, world percussion ensemble, band, uh, orchestra, choir. He opened up to these other styles in which students, electronic music production too is in the high school, which is things that, that are, the youngsters are more into these days. But then guess what? One would think like, okay, so let's add world drumming in the beginning of the day. Also, another shout out to the mayor. Mr. Curdeton has been incredible uh, for the longest time to a point that we actually are one of the main acts every year at the Martin Luther King uh, Somerville celebrations uh, in which we, we get to, to perform, the Somerville High School students get to perform for all the elected officials. So it's super fun. So Elmer, would you have the uh, direction of the music program in the high school had not change to be what it is today, would you have been more likely if there was no Brazilian, for example, percussion available to play with, did this, uh, the existence of Grooversity make it easier for you to participate? Uh, I definitely believe if the, the programs that are, are seen today in the high school, if they weren't available and I, I saw Marcus's movement of diversity, uh, it would definitely help me because if you don't see the possibility somewhere, then if you really want it, you're going to look for it somewhere else. So if I can't find it at the high school and I, I saw it through Marcus at, and, and, and his movement, I would definitely say that diversity is a great place to be, to expand, especially your drumming and, and just musically in general. Uh, I definitely think that Marcus's movement and project is, is amazing in that sense. Great, great. Yes, yes. So imagine you are an immigrant and your your parents brought you here. You don't speak the language yet. And you walk into the high school and then the first block class is a drumming class. 
in which we are, for example, talking and playing cumbia. If you are Colombia, you're Colombian, right? Um, yeah. So, so it, what? How does it make you feel? Like to, in your high school, we're actually talking about a rhythm from your heritage, right? And 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 even if you could, if I may, if you could even think about how would make that make you feel if you did not speak English and you arrived in a school and and they're actually listening and studying cumbia. I definitely think it would feel good and, and welcoming in a sense where you feel like you're at home. Like you said, like your music from, from your hometown has always made you happy. So I'm sure if I'm coming to a school and I, I, you know, Spanish is my first language or whatever is my first language, hearing music from where I come from is obviously going to make me feel so much better. And it's gonna, in a sense, it's going to f- make me feel welcome. Um, it, the fact that my culture, where I come from, is... is is also in the place or the new place or wherever I'm accommodating to. So definitely like uh, having the music from from my culture, from my hometown, wherever it is, it would make me feel a lot better. And, and like like I said, you feel like, like you're at home. Nice. So one of the themes of the show, as you know, is how to help people from other cultures become leaders in this country. I don't know what the question is exactly, but I think (laughs) Elmer is touching on it in the sense that if you feel more comfortable because the culture is more welcoming, then, and I'm looking at you, Elmer, would you want to be uh, involved more or it doesn't matter? If it's my, my culture? Yes. At least for me, I think I would want to be more involved, uh, especially if it's something I have a lot of knowledge about. Uh, if I come in and, and, for example, if we're talking about music and we're playing a style from my hometown and I know a lot about it, definitely it's important to be able to help other people so they have the same knowledge to be able to accommodate to not the way that it really is, but the way that, you know, the culture and, and the way that it's it brought down from from generation to generations, the way that it was established to be able to brought to, you know, modern day. Great. I am curious to hear a little bit more about the university curriculum. What is the curriculum that these other groups in the network have to follow? Well, I try to be as laid back as possible, as in the other groups are not required to play only our curriculum. Right, so so they play some rhythms arrangements from our our curriculum. Uh, so so it be, basically it's mostly what they choose to. Does that help? It does. Uh, so so theoretically, anybody could create a Grooversity group in their where, wherever they are by going through this you know online training program essentially and. Uh, and then just declaring to the network that we've started a new group in X place. Yes, yes. absolutely, yes. We live in, in a society that I believe that, you know, it's, there are several live performance venues that have been closing, developing into, into condos and so on. And and this is a little bit of, of, of the result of the change in the music industry and technology, which people are not going out as much to enjoy things in person, right? So we're really trying to create an environment in which people f- enjoy 
whichever arrangement they chose from the curriculum. So that's why we don't enforce you gotta learn A, B, C yet. We don't enforce that. We have a track and and but it seems like people like to follow tracks and then when there are tracks it's it's easier but we ask this is what we have to offer what of these styles do you think will most accommodate the people in your group and then we hope and and we aim for to have these folks get together under one roof or outdoors and that they are building within that community and also bringing happiness to the people that are watching as well and and on the same token uh, uh, support or, or uh, mental wellness and bring awareness to to the community that they live in. And have you had any events uh, recently or in the past that bring together multiple Grooversity groups? We did that once uh, in in Los Angeles, actually, and it was super fun. The folks from some folks from Canada came down. A lot of the folks in from the surrounding states, Arizona. Colorado. I would love to do that in a location in which we can connect to nature and enjoy the outdoors and, and that contact with with nature, because I do think that that's essential for mental well-being. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a different turn, but not so much. Um, so when we talked to Rebe Garofalo, um, he said that there were four or five groups in Brazil that uh, are honk festivals. And I know that your group played at the Somerville Honk Festival. I'm wondering uh, when there are these festivals in Brazil, whether any of the groups in Brazil play. Oh, yes. There are so many groups in in Brazil and and in many cities around the world that are very linked into into social causes or or activism. so not only in Brazil, but in several cities. And it, in Brazil, from from the little things that I've read, especially a group that came here, the, I think they were all women. Uh, uh, they were very, very uh, uh, explicit about equal pay and, and women's rights. So, so there are actually several groups in, in Brazil that have their own path to, in, in their own ways, related to activism. Yeah, but it's it's. I, I feel on the same token that it that's uh, falling a little bit. Uh, we we started this conversation talking about the seventies and the movement, the drumming movement that was basically a, a result of young African Brazilians fighting for for equal rights. I feel like uh, like pop music, it is changing and, and taking a, a a track of entertainment and. Solely entertainment, and there's nothing wrong about about that too. But it's, I feel like, to my knowledge, and I may not be educated enough to 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 be speaking about that. And I do apologize if if I'm saying something wrong. But I do feel like there are less and less people really uh, uh, out there playing and 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 talking about social issues. Yeah, it raises a question that we asked Rebe, and I want to ask you. Th- this, how can social justice leaders use the music to bring back some of the messages that are part of the music that you play? And what's your advice to a social justice leader who wants to diversify 
their movement? I think music uh, in many ways is really powerful, especially to show a message. Uh, I feel like that's why it, in most cases it's it's used a lot when, when using protests and when doing things such as rallies, such like you said. Because I think that music is quite frankly a different, it's another language that in in some ways you really need to understand everybody's able to play music for me especially drumming i feel like drums and, and the power within the drums and the sound uh, is really important in, in portraying a message and especially nice, nice. i believe in the change of individuals i believe that if we have folks that don't agree on everything together within one passion and they get a chance to actually talk and and have a little conversation and agree to disagree you know and, and say well it's part of life i may be upset that you don't share the same values that i do but that's what makes life super interesting and then that's the first thing that comes to mind as when people ask are you guys an activist band I I usually say no, because I but we are I, I, because I usually don't have time to explain this. Answer. We are activists in a way that I believe in change on a smaller scale, as in 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 people first, as in uh, uh, changing within a small group that then hopefully it snowballs and and we see a change on the status quo. I think it was probably wrong of me to say how would you use this as a, at a rally, right? <laughs> Because that, it assumes that everyone's marching together. But my, if I were to say how would you use this, say, on the issue of gentrification, right? Now you could have your choice of uh, tactics and strategies that one would use, but is there a role for music generally um, and your music in particular, to play in social change in general. Right? It doesn't really matter like whether it's a rally that you're asking people to join or, a, or an individual change, right? If you're trying to, trying to expose people to a different way of thinking. But, but yeah, I, I see. But, well, yeah, but once again, I think the change that we are trying to address and hope, hopefully contribute is a change in a more subtle level. And and in the end of the days, despite of all of our difference, we're all looking for the same thing, which is pursuit of happiness. Right? And and I think within a loving structure that playing music within a group of people, within that loving structure, it may prevent other repercussions that we can't even think about because of that particular community that is surrounding that person that might have been thinking about uh, going to do a school shooting or, or might be thinking about killing him or herself. So, so once they're inserted within this particular loving environment and that pursuit of happiness becomes a little more realistic and that's the kind of change that we're okay. i think we're we're aiming for the most okay and also the, the, there's the inspirational aspect uh, as in like uh, i asked elmer to now be a mentor 
of of uh, another student that is a freshman at the high school, and then that hopefully by following Elmer's amazing role model behavior, I don't know his story yet, but we could think that maybe he comes from a dysfunctional family, but yet here is is somebody that is thriving. There's somebody that is inspiring. That is upbeat, and and you know what. Elmer is super cool. I wanna, I wanna be like him, you know. And and that's already, a, I think, a change, right? And here's another example. We have this girl. Her name is Brie, her, Brizelda. She unfortunately wasn't able. We were really trying to have her here. She unfortunately she wasn't able to make it. And she's a sophomore at high yeah, school. Sophomore. And at the honk parade, we asked her to lead. So, so Elmer usually leads the group, but then he was nice and no, no, let's have a, a, a Brie alternate leadership with uh, leading the group with me. And so here comes this this super young five foot uh, girl, and then we had to help with the signals because there were what fifty or sixty of us, and then people couldn't see the signs that to change the music. You know, we had to help, but she went and she did it. And not one, but two grown women came to me after and said, "Marcus, what Brit just did changed me." I and then they explained. I've been playing this music for a long time. I always thought I I wish I could be a leader, and I never had the courage to do it until today. And then not not one, but two women were inspired by seeing her. Mm-hmm. And then, how about change? How about that yeah. for for changing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think we come more from that yeah. less political uh, uh, approach or, or yeah. m- mindset. And, and more subtle in, in an individual and a smaller scale kind of change. What's really interesting, and both of you have kind of touched on this, is, Elmer, you said this directly, that music is a language of its own and it doesn't matter what spoken language you know, anybody can play music and anybody can play music with each other and that to me I think is just it's a really beautiful thing but it also is kind of the essence of what you're talking about with with Grooversity and bringing in as many different people as possible and within that is also inclusion. I mean the name Grooversity is you're celebrating diversity meaning if somebody's different than everybody else they're almost more welcome than anybody else because they are adding to that diversity and that to me is really powerful on top of that is also the subtle effect that music has on people you mentioned in brazil these afro-brazilians who weren't allowed to even play music in the street yet their music is being played at the clubs and the parties that maybe the more wealthy people are having and they're listening to these lyrics that are that are coming from these this class of people that is being essentially pushed to the margins of their society yet their culture is pervading because of the music that they're playing and nobody can deny the effect of that of that music and that uh, to me is really powerful and I think that's it can can you speak to to those ideas it gives them a sense of identity right and and belonging and and being accepted uh, uh, by society right uh, uh, it's, it's you said really well and then 
in the high school level, it makes students feel welcome into a new culture, new school, not knowing the language, but music as what I'm going to say is cheesy because it's as an universal language. You know, it, it works perfect uh, uh, to to give them a, a sense of of identity, of belonging, of of being welcomed. Definitely, and kind of adding on to what Marcus said, um, not even just at the high school, but speaking on diversity, uh, Marcus has this college tradition, a type of way where if it's either before or after performances, he he always likes to introduce the players and the artists and where they're from. Uh, let's say someone now in the in the crowd that wouldn't think that someone from their culture, from where they're from, would be playing and want them to do the same. You know, you're like, oh. This person from there would never be in that type of drumming or never be in that type of group or never be doing that type of music. But then here you come, Marcus, introducing, oh, this is this person from this. But they're like, oh, wow, I'm from that place, too. And then inspires people to want to try something that they've never tried that always being welcome from anywhere. How does one find out more? How would one find out more <laughs> about you guys? Thank you. So Grooversity does have different uh, uh, social media social media channels in in in, in uh, Instagram Facebook uh, we have also a website grooversity.com and then I personally have my Instagram account that I'm trying to advertise and if it's okay maybe this won't even like make it but I'll just explain I'm preparing a, a multicultural body percussion show and and it has a cost to produce it, uh, actually involving technology, and it's it won't be a cheap show. So I need I'll need to find sponsors and donations, and the more following we have, the better it is. So that's why, if it's okay, I'll, I may share my Instagram, which is Marcus Santos Percussion. So the more followers we have, the more people we can reach out to, and especially for sponsors. Yeah, and and just so you know that we have show notes that we could certainly put that link into. And finally, is there anything else we didn't ask that you want to share? Oh, we're very thankful for the opportunity to to share the thing that we love to do. So thanks for making time and making this possible. Personally, I'm also thankful that Elmer made time to come here and, and speak about his life and his career. Uh, and, and as a rising star, and and so I'm I'm super excited that that he said yes because it's not easy to stand in front of a microphone and, and talk. And so so I'm glad you're here too, brother. Yeah, thank you, thank you, you guys too. Well, thank you both for being here, Marcus and Elmer. Thanks for joining us on the Be Change podcast. If you like the show, subscribe on whatever podcast player you are listening on and on our website, b-change.net. Please follow us on Facebook and share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks to our producer, John Consilio, and to our partners, Somerville Community Media and Boston Free Radio.